Well, welcome back to our final Christmas holiday program of the year. We've got a whole bunch coming up next year as well, so make sure you're part of the show as we move along. Craig Weiler with us. We're going to take calls with Craig as well. You've heard what we've been talking about, so get ready to make the call. And welcome back. Craig Weiler with us. Our final segment is websites are linked up at coasttocoastam.com. Craig, where does reincarnation fit into this? Uh, reincarnation is kind of just part of the whole package there. There, um, there are separate groups that uh, specifically devote themselves to it. Um, the, it's, it's not a particular area of focus for me, but, you know, it's definitely part of parapsychology. It's, it's um, you know, if you go, for example, to the uh, science encyclopedia that the Society for Psychical Research puts out, um, if you go to that online, you can find all kinds of reincarnation cases there. It's, it's a legitimate part of research. Craig is taking your questions. He's not a psychic. He's not doing readings. He's asking, answering your questions about parapsychology, psychic abilities, and those. Of all the things we've talked about tonight, what fascinates you the most? Uh, the, so, so what fascinates me the most is just the, uh, the research in general. It just, uh, it's, it's leading somewhere. It's telling us something about the universe we live in. Um, and that just fascinates me because the more I learn about it, the more it kind of boggles my mind. It is amazing, isn't it? It is. What's the big breakthrough next, Craig, with science? What do you hear? Um, well, if, if I think the, the biggest breakthrough will be when we accept telepathy as real. Now, once you do that, a whole bunch of other things fall into place. And um, well, What's it going to take to do that? You believe it, I believe it, but what about them? Them. Um, they have to die. <laughs> to, to believe it? Uh, well, no. They, uh, there, there's an old saying that, uh, you know, that, that science progresses by funerals, that they, the people who are objecting to things have to die off, and the new generation accepts uh, them already. Uh, the believers. Yeah, well, you know, people just, there's enough evidence for it. It's just a matter of getting people to look at the evidence and to accept it. But we can't explain what or why, can we? Well, we can. The only problem is getting people to wrap their heads around it. It's, it's, it's like I said, if you, take the, if, you, if you look at the universe as being made of thought rather than being made of stuff, then all of this stuff, all the things like telepathy, clairvoyance, and uh, reincarnation, all of it just falls into place. It just makes perfect sense because the universe uh, is, it thinks. Well, here's a story about me. I've talked about it on the show several times. Tell me what happened. I'm driving in my car, coming up on a four-lane intersection, and I've got a green light. And I'm coming up to the intersection the green light is still on. Something tells me in my head, I don't know if it's a little angel or what, don't go through the green light. And I'm thinking to myself, are you nuts? What do you mean don't go through the green light? you got cars behind you. People are moving. They're doing 40, 45 miles an hour. What do you mean don't go through the green light? You're, you're approaching this intersection. It hit me again, Craig. It was unbelievable. It said, don't go through the green light. I slowed down, pulled over to the right. At the point where I would have been in the middle of the intersection, going through my green light, 
a car comes through right through its red light. It would have broadsided me on my side. God knows what would have happened to me. Something compelled me not to do that. But what was it? What kind of radar did I have? Well, your subconscious, well, first of all, you have an intent not to get in an accident. So that's, that's, your subconscious was very clear about it. You do not want to be in an accident. But how did it know? Because uh, time, time and space uh, are constructs over a deeper reality in which time and space don't exist. So when your subconscious knows that something is about to happen because uh, it's, everything, it, is, everything is happening at the same time at some level. But it sees the future. Yes, basically it sees the future. Um, and then because you have a strong intent not to get in an accident, your own voice inside of you is now speaking to you saying, you need to stop. Could that voice have been my guardian angel? Um, there's certainly uh, a possibility that uh, beings are around us, in, uh, guardian angels, guides, whatever people want to call them. Um, but there's certainly... They can certainly be there helping us, absolutely. It's amazing. It really is. And I mean, to this day, I just continue to shake my head at how compelling it was. I mean, you're going through a green light. You don't stop going through a green light, but this was just overwhelming. I've never had that feeling since. It's amazing that way, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Let's go to the phones. Let's start with uh, Frank in Maryland. Welcome to the show. Hey, Frank. Battle again. Can't believe it. Yep, you're up. You're two for two, my friend. George, you had uh, Craig. By the way, my son's name is Craig. You had a psychic on this show five months ago that spoke of a call or a veil over over a person's face when they're born. Right. That happened to me. My mother didn't know what it was, and uh, I was delivered by a midwife. Who, when she wasn't delivering babies, she was smoked a uh, corn cob pipe. If you can believe that. <laughs> and uh, so, I, I've always been afraid of my uh, what psychic ability I might have had. Now, George, if you check your uh, archives, I predicted Donald Trump would not attend the uh, inauguration of Joseph Robinette uh, Biden Jr. Well, you were right that, about that. That, that uh, you remember that maybe because you guys had the best memories, baseball players and. And actors had, and elephants had the best memories. And I also predicted that Bitcoin and crypto would go the way of the hula hoop. Uh, at a yard sale, this old lady couldn't give away the hula hoops. It's, it seems to be headed that way, that's now, for sure. Write this down. Put one copy on your refrigerator where you're bound to see it and one copy on your nightstand next to your bed. Um, the Republican Party will not win another presidential election until the year 2032, at which time a woman, will, a Republican woman, will come forth and win the nomination. Nothing unusual about that. But her running mate will also be a woman. That's interesting, too. In Central America, a mountain will explode. Gold nuggets the size of, of golf balls will be all over the place. The, the army and the government will not be able to contain the people. Now, what makes you say these things? What are you feeling? Because it, 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 it comes to me, and it's been coming to me for years, and I just...
said, "Well, that's too crazy. I can't. I can't talk about that on 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 the on the television. I mean, on the uh, radio." And uh, it just it just invades my mind. It just keeps coming. Well, let's bring Craig in, the journalist, here for a moment. Craig, I do have to say, Frank has an uncanny ability to predict some things. But the big question is, what's making him do that? Uh, hi, Frank. Uh, the uh, some people are more sensitive than others. I mean, and some people have what they call the gift. The uh, you know, there's distribution throughout the population, and um, it it varies a little bit. But mostly, you know, people who uh, who have these gifts tend to be introspective, uh, creative. Uh, d- just real quick, do you work with your hands? Work with my hands? Not, not particularly, no. Okay. But well, some do. Um, Why do you ask that? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the things that a lot of psychic people do. They tend to be very creative and tend to do stuff with their hands. Um, it's not everybody. You know, this is not a cut-and-dried rule. But uh, just... You know, there are certain traits, and one of them is being highly sensitive, just in general, because psychic ability is about being sensitive, but you don't get to choose what you're sensitive to. Excuse me. Interesting take. All right, Frank, thanks. We'll find out what happens. I'm recording what you've said, so we shall see Dan in Rochester, New York's with us. Hey, Daniel, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, how are you? Thanks okay. Thanks for calling, taking my call. I uh, want to uh, I want to uh, tell about a story of, of telepathic experience. I uh, I have a friend that is a secondary English teacher his whole life, and he was coming back from Italy from a. Uh, anniversary he went with his wife to italy and he telepathically let me know that he was dying not in so many words did he tell me but i could feel that he had a serious problem um and he told me that he was grieving his death now before that happened dan did you know he had some issue no, I didn't. Oh, I didn't wow. know it at all. He just told me out of the blue. He was on a plane coming back from Italy, and he let me know telepathically. I turned to a friend of mine, and I said, Sal's not going to make it. Gosh, I, did, did he die on the plane? He died on the plane, and I went to his funeral. Oh, my God. Now, what creates that, Craig? Um, you know, it's interesting. When you look at people's stories of their telepathic experiences, they all have one thing in common, is that they are deeply meaningful. You know, obviously, uh, there's a connection uh, there, and a very strong one, and then we have these really strong emotions of his, his dying friend that, that is reaching out, um, and reaching out so strongly that, you know, you picked it up. And that's... You know, that's one of the interesting things about psychic ability is that it's it's very much emotionally based. You know, we they we're more likely to have psychic experiences with people that we deeply care about. Well, do you have to be close to that person to be able to be on that wavelength? Um, it helps, and it helps a lot. Uh, the uh, 
So normally, if, if people are like actively practicing, you know, like mediums and, and psychic, psychics who do it professionally, then no, you don't have to be close to the person. But then they're, they're doing this all the time. They're practicing at it. For the average person, boy, it sure helps. And, um, you know, the, the closer you are, the better. For example, identical twins, uh, a lot of them report a lot of telepathy. Couples that have been together for forever, um, same thing. They'll, they'll report uh, telepathy. We've heard stories of husbands go into labor when their wives are ready to have a baby. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, uh, but also, you know, you've got these couples uh, that have been together for like 35, 40 years that can finish each other's sentences, you know, or they know what the other one's going to say before they open their mouth. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. Let's go to Lucille in Modesto, California. Hello, Lucille. Thanks for calling. Hello again. And I'll try to hurry this up a little bit. I had a couple of dog stories. And the first one. Give us your best one. Give us the one you like. Okay. Well, I like them both. (laughs) Uh, I'll go with the second one that's just a little bit longer. Okay. Okay. I was out of country and... um, and I went to sleep for a short period and dreamed. And um, I dreamed of this collie. And for some reason, I knew it was an American dog and not the country that I was in. Um, and it, it was raining, and the dog was unhappy and wanted me to take it to its owner. There was a sticker on its coat. It says 110. Anyway, so... I knew I should do something, but I didn't know what. So I I wrote a, a nasty letter to the local pound where I live. Um, and then when the roommate came home, um, uh, I asked her to read the letter so that I didn't get too nasty. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and she says, um, um, she's halfway through the letter, and she um, she says, are you sure this isn't Jesse? And I said, who's Jesse? And she said, I didn't think it had anything to do with it. And she, <laughs> she had left him on a farm when she came over there. And, um, and, and um, he, uh, he hated the rain, and he weighed 110 pounds. And that's what the sticker was. Oh, that's something. Anyway, so I told her, I says, well, he couldn't get to you, so he came to me. So he came to you. That's right. Yeah. Okay, that's it. And thank you. Thanks, Liz. Right. That's a magical story. Yeah, it's amazing how dogs just, you know. They pick up on this. Yeah, and you know, the thing about dogs is they don't cheat. (laughs) No, they don't. They're pretty straight, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So. You know, they just they 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 had they they rely on their inner intuition just like humans do. Let's go to Walter in Pennsylvania. Hello, Walt. Go Hi, ahead, George. George, I would suggest to you that skepticism is what kept you alive uh, that time. You know, when you slowed down at the green light because you were skeptical or you didn't have a complete faith in your fellow drivers that they would obey the red light. Yeah, but why would I feel that way? I normally didn't feel that way. I mean, you normally drive, you're not you're always watching out defensively, but still I didn't have that feeling of somebody, somebody's going to come through his red light. Something just kept telling me in my head, don't do it. Well, you're you're 
you're a cautious driver, George. It's you know, in science we have this term called serendipity, and uh, it you know it, it's unexplainable. I I agree with uh, the guest to a certain degree. Uh, you know, George, you can you can look at materialism and make a religion out of it. Uh, if you remember in your in your uh, high school science class, you took iron filings and you you sprinkled them over a uh, a piece of paper, and there was a magnet underneath, and uh, the uh, magnetism would automatically cause the iron filings to arrange themselves in these uh, like beautiful uh, hyperbolic yep. shapes. That whatever the magnet did, yep. Well, George, that can only be explained through through calculus equations. Well, to say that did, does the iron did the iron think did the iron filings invent calculus, or or was that invented in our mind? So, so what are you saying, Walter? We make this up? Well, you can, George. You can say the same thing about about water. Water molecules are like little, little triangular magnets. And, uh, you know, at this time of the year, George, where there were snowflakes. And, uh, George, those snowflakes automatically, uh, through electromagnetism, arrange themselves in these uh, hexagonal shapes. Well, they're gorgeous. So how do you convince a skeptic like Walter, Craig, mm-hmm. about what this is? Or, um, or do you? Well, my... Most of the skeptics I've dealt with, and I, I don't know Walter, uh, so I, I wouldn't know the approach for, to take with him. Most of the time... I would call him our resident skeptical caller. Okay. That's his title. For for a lot of skeptics, and like I said, I, I don't know him, him, but a lot of them are very stubborn. Um, so that you can... So that in the face of information, they simply stick to their positions. Um, but usually... Uh, most of them will come around if something personal happens to them that they simply can't explain. And then finally it's like, oh, okay, that's what this is. He's, I mean, he's a great guy, but uh, he's very skeptical. And uh, sometimes I guess you can't convince people, can you? Um, my experience is that uh, about one in a hundred, but these are people that I meet online, right? That's not your average person that are, you know, th- there's something about meeting people online that they tend to be more extreme. Exactly. Craig, we're going to take a quick break and come back and take final calls with you in just a moment on Coast to Coast AM. We'll be back in a moment with Craig Weiler and take final calls as we talk about parapsychology and the psychic realm. Make sure you're part of the show. On our next Coast to Coast program, we'll be talking about alien abductions and the occult. So get ready for that. So, Coast George Norrie with you, our final segment with Craig Weiler as we talk about the paranormal world. One of his books is called Psy Wars. Did you have fun writing that book a couple of years ago? Um, I, that was the first, that's the first book I ever wrote, and uh, I had to, to kind of cram it into the middle of working. Um, and it was also self-published when I did it. So it was... It was a bit of a strain. When I did the second edition uh, a couple of years ago, that was a lot easier. Perfect. What do you think the next big breakthrough is going to be in this field, Craig? The next big breakthrough. That's an interesting one. You know, honestly, I have no idea. The creativity of the researchers uh, is is what's going to determine this. Um, they, you know, whatever they can come up with. And honestly, I don't know. I'm, I don't really have my finger on the pulse of 
what's coming down the pike. I just, I know these people. It'll be something. They're they're really an amazing bunch. Let's go to the phones. Let's go west of the Rockies. Thomas in Oregon. Welcome to the show. Hey, Tom, go ahead. Hey, thank you so much, George. What an honor. Um, thank you. To the show since uh, 2006, and it's it's incredible. Um, thank you so much. So, Craig, I turned 50 this year, and I've been having premonitions my whole life. Um, I Since I can remember, I was like 14. I had my first dream that actually came true. And now throughout my whole life, just Saturday evening, I was out with my son and my daughter for dinner. And then sitting there, I remembered I'd been at this table before in a dream. Uh, so please, if you could... I mean, it's been puzzling to me my whole life because here here I am having dreams and then they actually come true. So for me, I just, I just, it boggles my mind because here here's time in a distance, but it's been in my dream before. So can you explain uh, how premonitions, you know, work and why is it that I have a dream and then it actually comes true later on in my life? And then also, uh, my mother and father were from Ireland. I'm first generation. Do do the Irish people have anything to do with having gifts, psychic ability, more than other races on on the planet? Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Thomas. Go ahead. Correct. So, in answer to the last question, do the Irish have more gifts than other people? I honestly don't know. Um, the uh, some of the research has suggested that. Uh, Blonde, that uh, if, if if the the ideal psychic person is a blonde woman with fair skin and blue eyes, um, and a creative disposition, I I I don't know how that relates or whether red hair is involved. Um, there there aren't really studies trying to pinpoint specific groups of people just because of the way science works. Um, in terms of why you have the premonitions, uh, there's a few things uh, in play there. And one of them is, is that your subconscious simply allows you to have them. Um, that is, at some level, you believe in them, and you're willing to listen to them, and you're, you're willing to pay attention to this particular part of your life. And because you're willing to pay attention to it, you get them. Uh, and the other part is, is that you're, you know, I'm sure sometimes they're meaningful for you because we we're more likely to have psychic experience when something meaningful is going to happen as you know when when George was describing not being in an accident that's that's actually a very meaningful experience um, and those things uh those things are in play with psychic ability now the reason it boggles your mind is probably because you still have a materialistic uh viewpoint and you should know that that's very much up for discussion uh, and it's a very controversial position at this point. A lot of people, uh, scientists, including physicists and philosophers, they just they don't really believe that the world is physical, that, that meaning and consciousness are fundamental to reality. And if you accept that consciousness, in, in, uh, that consciousness is fundamental, then all of this stuff makes sense. Absolutely. Cornelius is with us in Alexandria, Louisiana. Welcome to the show. Hey, George and Greg. 
Boy, I got to tell you, that Gordy from Plant City, I heard him on Washington Journal on C-SPAN this morning, boy. He's a fast talker. He's everywhere. Yeah, he's everywhere. And I tell you, Walt and, and Frank, boy, I love them. I, I tell you, one we haven't heard from lately, and that's the lovely Louise, the reincarnated Cleopatra. Well, so, she's she's out there. She's out there. Okay. My George, what I wanted to tell you, and I wanted to tell all the Coast audience and Greg, um, you know I've been having money problems. But this Christmas Eve, boy, I got some money to cover my bills and everything. That's through the power of prayer. And I believe in Jesus Christ and everything. That's who I claim and name. And uh, today I had people come over and bring me gumbo and stuff. So I just couldn't believe it. I prayed for different things, George. And they just came about. But you've got a guardian angel. That was a guardian angel that told you not to go through that red light and everything to be hit. Because we need George Norway. And I was going to tell you one more thing, George, before I get off the air. Some guy said I ought to be Trump's press uh, secretary, but I'd rather be Trump's security. Because that's what he needs more than anything is security. But uh, God bless you, George and Greg. And God bless Coast to Coast AM. We love you all. All right, Cornelius. Uh, he's had some rough times, but prayer seems to work for him, Greg. Uh, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, you know, it's I. You, you know, money problems, of course, affect everybody, and um, there there seems to be something about it of uh, you know the uh, higher forces can help us, but we have to believe that they can't, we have to believe we can have it. Absolutely, Joe in the Bronx. Take it away, Joseph. Hey, George. How are you? Good, Joe. Thanks. Good. Good. Uh, Craig, yeah, um, I've been thinking, is there a certain sensation, emotion, or feeling that happens or occurs in a person just before they're about to have a psychic experience or a psychic idea? That's an interesting question. And um, the, to my knowledge, I have not seen any research that says explicitly that, you know, you get this aha or something beforehand, and I imagine it's different for everybody. However, there is, um, there is a mechanism for having a psychic experience, and that is that uh, So our minds are normally completely fixed on the material world and doing things in a completely material way, and that works really, really well, which is why we keep doing it. But there are some situations occasionally where we have a situation where there's ambiguity. Uh, like, for example, we need to know where somebody is, but we have no way of, we can't call them, we can't find them in any way, but we need to know. And so you have this situation of great need and also ambiguity. And at that point, when the logical uh, part of our mind, when we can't do anything physically and no part of logic will help us, that, that at that point the mind can shift to psychic ability and then we can find the answers that way. But it's like we have to exhaust all the other resources first. Let's go to Sheila now in Victoria, British Columbia in Canada. Hi, Sheila. Hi, how are you doing there? We're great. Good to have you with us. Go ahead. Uh, I'd like to ask the uh, second edition of Craig's book, uh, where can I get this book? Is it on the, uh, can I get it at a bookstore? Because I'm old school. <laughs> um, I'm not on the Internet. Uh, I'm afraid it's on Amazon. And uh, at this point, 
it's not in bookstores. Uh, it it may be. Well, maybe a friend could get it. Yeah, have a, have a friend do it for you, uh, Sheila. Yes. Can you tell me um, uh, what uh, what do I look up? What All right. You you, you, you you ready to write this down, Sheila? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. It's it's Psy Wars. I'll spell it. P S I. W-A-R-S, that's all you really need to worry about, Cy Wars, and the author is Craig, C-R-A-I-G, Weiler, W-E-I-L-E-R, and you just have your friend put in his name and Cy Wars in the title on Amazon, and it'll pop right up for you. Okay, can you uh, give me uh, um, Cy Wars again? Is it C-Y-W-A? No, no, P-S-I. Oh, P-S-I. P-S-I, Psy Wars, W-A-R-S. C-Y? P-S-I, Wars. Oh, okay. Uh, P-S-I, Wars. That's right. Psy Wars. And Psy is spelled with a P. Yes, and then Craig? Craig Weiler, W-E-I-L-E-R. I-L-E-R? Yep, you got it. Just have your friend uh, go to Amazon and put that in the search bar, and it'll pop up. How many books you got available, Craigie? Um, you know, I think that I think the publisher is doing print on demand. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you order a hundred, you'll print up a hundred. Yep. All right, that's good. Any in stock? Do you know? Uh, I, I don't know at the moment. I have not checked today. Okay, because you might get a pretty good run on these. Well, that would obviously be wonderful. Um, I, I really don't know how many are in stock at the moment. Do you take emails through your websites? Um, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach me at uh, uh, scienceeditor at uh, paranormaldailynews.com. All right, that's good enough. Scienceeditor at paranormalnews.com. Paranormaldailynews. Dailynews.com, that's yeah. right. And you've been doing this how many years now? Um, I started in with parapsychology, started writing about it in 2008, and um, I've been with Paranormal Daily News, uh, I think, for about a year. You like it? Oh, yeah. The the owner, uh, his name is Jock Brokus. I hope he can be on your show sometime. Yeah, here. set it up with our producers. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, the, he was looking for somebody to kind of join with him on that, and the, the instant we met each other we connected and we've been thick as thieves ever since good for you well craig keep in touch with us you do a great job and it's good to know we've got journalists like you out there investigating this arena thank you thank you craig weiler and i'll spell his last name for you lucille w-e-i-l-e-r craig weiler in his book is called psi wars psi wars that you can find on amazon.com Okay, this is going to conclude our holiday Christmas programming for the year 2022. We'll do it all again next year, folks. You know you know the rule, always live shows, no tapes. For Dan Galanti, Jeremiah Harris, Tom Danheiser, Lisa Lyon, Lex Lonehood, Sean LaDesore, Stephanie Smith, Chris Burrows, Tim Banal, George Knapp, and Ian Punnett, I'm George Norrie, somewhere out there on Coast to Coast AM. We'll see you on our next edition. Until then, be safe, everyone.